sports year-round. We are 1061 Nash Icon, WRKN, Picayune, New Orleans. Good evening and welcome to All Access on 1061 FM Nash Icon at NashFM1061.com. Presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best sports site in Louisiana. All Access is also presented by the All-State Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics. And by Francesca by Katie's, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans flair. All Access is also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln in Kenner. By Bergeron Automotive in Metairie. By LifeGate Church in Mandeville in Metairie. By Premier Automotive throughout the New Orleans area. John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge. By Life Resources Ministries with outreaches throughout the New Orleans area. And by the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. It's your chance to talk intelligent sports. All sports, all the time. To join in the conversation, call 504-260-1061. Now here's your host, Cumulus New Orleans Sports Director Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com, the Saints Hall of Fame Museum, and the Kenner Star. And a pleasant good evening and welcome to another edition of All Access, the Wednesday night edition here on 1061 FM, Nash Icon. We're on the web at NashFM1061. Com. Our TuneIn app is available for you anytime, anywhere in the world for you to listen in via iHeart. Of course, our podcasts are available at CrescentCitySports.com immediately following the show. Just go to more on the top headlines there. The column has it for you right at the top of the page. Click on more and then click on podcast and then you can listen to what you heard or what you may have missed on our show tonight. You can always email me, Ken at CrescentCitySports.com. Hope you will. Or feel free to call the show, 504-260-1061. That's 260-1061. You can always tell Alexa to play us at home, too. That's WRKN or play Nash Icon 1061 FM. And you can get us that way, too. Lots of ways to access the show. We hope you find a way to do so and encourage others to do so in the process. Well, the news, of course, regarding Sean Payton came as a shock to many, not so much to others. I would put myself in the latter category, not so much to others. I didn't think that way last week, but by the time the weekend arrived, I definitely thought he was departing. It turned out to be accurate. And now the postmortem existing, first the praise, which is richly deserved by Coach Payton, and then the speculation about what is to come, about who is going to be part and parcel of running this football program in place of Sean Payton. First, with regard to Payton, nine seasons of 10 wins or more, nine playoff appearances, three NFC championship games, one Super Bowl victory. Those are the bullet points, but there's a lot of more, a lot more that you could point to with regard to what he was able to do here in New Orleans. Most recently, four straight division championships. His record is undeniable, unimpeachable, unquestionably the best coach in the history of the Saints, and certainly in the eyes of many, in the minds of many, one of the best coaches in the NFL over the past decade and a half. All good things must pass. Nothing lasts forever. This was never going to last forever. But why now? I think it's pretty simple. I think it's all about family and all about his wife and all about the fact that he wants to spend more time. And you can't blame him there. And find out how the other half lives. It wouldn't shock me that three or four months in, he manages to, to understand that he misses coaching terribly. 
and that he will get back in. On the other hand, if he finds happiness in television, which is likely to be the case in terms of where he's going to end up job-wise, what he's going to end up doing, then he could stay there. But I always point to Bill Parcells, who was his mentor, and what Parcells did over the course of his career. Because again, Sean Payton has really lived by the Bill Parcells gospel. You know, you look at what Parcells did with his career, the way Parcells treated the media, what Parcells did in terms of running his teams, and you go with uh, what you saw with him. Look, Parcells was with the New York Giants. We all know as a head coach from 1983 to 1990 and had tremendous success, as we know. Super Bowls, you know all about that. Champions twice. So then he left, went to television, and then after a couple of years, he returned to the NFL as a head coach. He was out in 91 and 92, came back and coached the Patriots starting in 93 and led them to a Super Bowl before he departed. Then he departed the Patriots to become the head coach of the Jets. Then he left the Jets and became a television analyst again. Left again this time and did that for another three years and then went back to be a head coach in 2003 with the Dallas Cowboys and did that through 2006. So he's done this on several occasions. We know what the playbook is for Sean Payton. It's following the footsteps of his mentor, Bill Parcells. So I fully expect that that's the direction that Payton is going to take. However, you have to take Payton at his words. And I think he was being honest yesterday. Look, it was refreshing to see him uh, let the, the mask come off, you know, to, to be transparent and to finally talk, you know, to people like a friend and in human terms. He's always been guarded about keeping the message internal and therefore with the media sometimes it was a little bit difficult. But clearly yesterday he was absolutely in a mode of being willing and able to tell everybody the way he felt. And I think he expressed that and took a long time to do it. But here's what I looked at. The words, I thought, were very revealing. And you have to be very careful to analyze these words specifically. Because here's what he said. He said, I don't think I will coach this year. He didn't say, I'm not coaching this year. He said, I don't think I will coach this year. And then he said, that's not where my heart is right now. So you got to take those words verbatim. I don't think doesn't mean I will not. Right now does not mean next week. So you got to think in those terms where he's concerned and what he's going to do. You can't discount the fact that he might coach again. And he might coach again sooner than you think. But also, I want to say this and say this clearly at this point. If Sean Payton ends up being a head coach somewhere else in the NFL as early as next season, Saints fans should still be grateful. It might make you mad that he's the coach of a rival franchise. But at the end of the day, you've got to think about what he did and what he contributed to this franchise, but also to the community as a whole. Restoring hope, and the New Orleans Saints were at the forefront of that after Katrina, after they nearly left here. Not forgetting that, 
and then came back, maybe kicking and screaming a little bit, but came back and did all the right things. And then, of course, hired Sean Payton. And he came in here into a dire situation, a city on its knees, a community ravaged, a lot of people gone who were never going to come back, a stadium that needed to be repaired, and also a 3-13 and team. So all those things were in place. You were set up to fail, and boy, he didn't fail. He succeeded spectacularly. Got to the NFC Championship game in his first season off of a 3-13 and year. That was fantastic. In 1999, the Saints were 3-13 and under Mike Ditka. They let him go, brought in Jim Haslett. The next year, they won a division championship and won their first playoff game ever, which was special. Almost matching this accomplishment, but not quite because this time around they reached the NFT championship game in 2006. So that was incredible. Now, what a debut for Peyton. It was a hard act to follow. They struggled a bit in 07 and 08, but then 09 came around, and you know what happened then. That was special. And will, I don't think, ever be replicated. Super Bowl championship. Memory of a lifetime. 2010 playoffs, good team. 2011, maybe the most talented team they've ever had. And a very, very disappointing, crushing loss. You know, the loss to Seattle in the 2010 playoffs hurt because the Saints were favored and lost the game on the road. 2011 was brutal because of how good the Saints were. Should have won the Super Bowl. And then, of course, 2012, and the franchise got set back in spectacular fashion by Roger Goodell. And it took a year away from a team that was really good. With all the disruption, it just didn't allow for the Saints to fulfill what their potential was, and they went 7-9. and Payton comes back in 2013. They're in the playoffs again. You don't think coaching makes a difference? It certainly does. But then the talent caught up with them and the lack thereof in the wilderness in 14, 15, and 16. Then the draft in 17. Great draft, one of the best ever. Saints immediately win 11. They go to the playoffs, and they have the Minnesota Miracle knock them out, which was absolutely devastating. And then 2018, they're a terrific team, one of their three best teams ever. We all know what happened. Winning the playoffs, number one seed at home against the Rams. Nola no call, losing overtime. Devastating. 2019, hard to take two. Didn't play that well in the playoffs against the Vikings, but got to overtime, lost the toss, lost the game. And did Rudolph push off? Debate that forever. 2020, beat Tampa Bay twice in the regular season, got to host them in the playoffs. Jared Cook's fumble changed the game. Drew Brees wasn't the Drew Brees we knew, and they lost. That was the end of Brees. And a year later, It's the end of Sean Payton. And I say that because I've always maintained that these two have been tied together, joined to the hip, inextricably tied together. I said for years in the past that these two would go out together. They did not. Breeze departed. But it only took one more season for Payton to depart. Is that coincidental? I don't think it is. I think Sean Payton did this for family. I think he did it so that he could spend more time doing other things with his wife and beyond. I really do. But I still think he burns to coach. I still think he has a desire to coach. I still think he's a lot, a hell of a competitor and a competitor that can't stay out of it for long. That's my opinion. I may be wrong. But I think he's going to coach again and be successful. But he did get a chance to coach post-Drew Brees, and what he saw wasn't pretty. 
And it has nothing to do with Jameis Winston, who did a solid job when he was healthy. Went 4-2, and two, and then in the fifth win, he left the game early, injured, and, Jam- and Trevor Simeon came in and won. But Jameis Winston, we all know the 14 touchdowns and the three picks. We all know that he was a good citizen. He managed the game. But still, the questions lingered as to whether he's your guy long-term. And whoever the new coach is has to make that decision. And I think it's going to boil down to this. Who makes Winston an offer and what kind of offer is it? If somebody makes him a huge offer, I think he's gone. If somebody makes him a decent offer, I think there's a good chance he stays. If he doesn't get any real offers, he definitely would stay. That's my opinion. We'll see. But the point is, Coach Payton had Winston. He got hurt. Then he went with Simeon. Didn't win a game, didn't win a game as a starter. Then he went to Taysom Hill. They won a few games, but not particularly effective. And then, of course, Hill gets hurt again, and Simeon has to return. They win the last game. But it isn't quite enough to make the playoffs. So, in the post-Breeze world, Coach Payton saw that at the most important position, I don't have that guy, even though, once again, Winston was competent. There's a difference between being competent and being elite. And the elite quarterbacks in the league, you can count on two hands, maybe closer to one. And if you have that guy, you're always going to be in the position to win and win big. Ask the Kansas City Chiefs. Ask now the Cincinnati Bengals. Ask the Buffalo Bills. Ask the Green Bay Packers. Ask the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. When healthy, ask the Baltimore Ravens. You get my drift. And maybe, just maybe, you ask the Los Angeles Rams if Matt Stafford can perform again this weekend the way he's performed in the playoffs. Point being that if you had that elite guy, you got a chance to win and win big. The obvious being stated here. If you don't have him, you don't have a chance to win big. There are some rare exceptions to the rule when you think about Trent Dilfer, Brad Johnson winning Super Bowls. You know, Jared Goff got his team to a Super Bowl. You can even make the argument about Kaepernick in that regard. And you look at right now, Jimmy Garoppolo with San Francisco. He's already taken his team to a Super Bowl. Got a chance to do it for a second time. And oh, by the way, if he does that, can you really replace him with Trey Lance? I don't know how you do that. I really don't. So we'll see how that unfolds. And then, of course, as I mentioned with Matt Stafford, if he plays the way he's played in these first two playoff games, well, he is at an elite level and is that kind of guy that you need to be that team. And I think that that's where they're at right now with him. The Saints aren't quite in that position. So if you're Sean Payton and you're looking at this situation, you're saying we're 70, 74 million over the cap. We're going to have to make some hard and tough moves again this offseason. We're going to have to make a very tough decision at quarterback. And where we're going with that, we're going to have to make a tough decision long-term on Teron Armstead. We're going to have to find money to pay Marcus Williams. We're going to have to make a tough decision on Quan Alexander. And I could go on. I mean, there's a whole bunch of guys. Then you got contracts that you're going to have to look at that might be problematic as well when you're talking about Teron Armstead, when you talk about Taysom Hill, when you talk about Andrus Pete. These are not good contracts. And some people want to take Sean Payton to task for that. Look, let's get this over with. 
If you want to find fault, it's easy to pick apart anybody. Sean Payton wasn't perfect. Sean Payton made mistakes in personnel decisions. He made mistakes in play calls. I laughed when he talked about the Superdome special double reverse with Reggie Bush in 2007 against Tampa Bay because it backfired in a big way and it lost the game and it was disappointing. And that's funny that he came up with that play digging way back to 07. But the fact of the matter is there have been personnel decision mistakes, play calling mistakes, talent evaluation mistakes. I can't believe he keeps talking about Rob Ninkovich, but he does, and it happens. But there were more than that. I mean, Al Woods was another. I could name a few of that ilk that went on to be very good elsewhere. You know, down the road, will you say the same thing about Trey Hendrickson? Look, tough decision they had to make there. All about the money and all who you had on the roster, too. And you better see Peyton Turner on the field next season. That's all I can say. So, Coach Peyton looked at this, saw the cap issue, saw the quarterback situation, saw the lack of talent on offense, and maybe, just maybe, said to himself, this is going to be tough. It isn't going to be easy, and it's not going to happen instantaneously. And this wasn't a rebuilding situation. It's not broken. That's why I think Dennis Allen, and we'll get into that in the next segment, who's the next coach going to be, has a real shot to get the job. I've always felt that if a situation is not broken, then don't fix it and promote from within. If a situation is broken, then hire on the outside unquestionably and turn it over. And if it's kind of in between, well, you kind of go in between. I don't think this situation's broken, personally. So that's why I think there's a good chance that you're going to see Dennis Allen end up get this job eventually. Now, with regard to Coach Payton and the decision and everything else, I think he has been thinking about it for quite some time. I do think it is family-related. I do think he's going to end up doing television. Do I think Jerry Jones is going to go after him? I don't know that his ego will allow him to do so. I don't know that he'd be willing to part with very strong package of high draft picks to get Peyton, which he'd have to do. I don't know that he's quite ready to fire Mike McCarthy. On the other hand, if Peyton did television for a year and the situation didn't work out in Dallas, well, guess what? Wouldn't shock me at all if the Cowboys went in that direction at that point in time. As good as Peyton is, there's no guarantee that he's ever going to be back in the league because of the very nature of the league. You're the flavor of the day today, but when you're out of it for a couple of years, there's going to be five to ten more flavors. They're going to come along and taste very good. You can't stay out of it and come back like Parcells proved. You can stay out of it and come back like was proven by Jimmy Johnson, you can stay out of it and come back as we saw with John Gruden. You can stay out of it and come back as we saw with Dick Vermeil. So yes, that can be done. And Peyton sitting out for a year or two and then coming back to coach in the league is certainly something I would think is going to happen. Would not dismiss the fact that he might come back with the Saints a few years down the road if his successor doesn't pan out. And oh, by the way, As we've said a million times, it is hard to follow a legend. And whoever gets this job would be doing that. We're going to talk about that coming up in the next segment. But for today, kudos to Sean Payton. Major thanks to Coach Payton for everything he did with this franchise and in this community to restore hope, to restore good feeling, to restore happiness, uh, to give people a sense of belonging and a sense of being proud of a football team and organization. 2012 notwithstanding. So 
that is the theme for today, and it is the theme that should exist across the board. And I think you're seeing the reaction from his former players and players that which are indicating just that, how deeply appreciative they are of him and how much uh, they like him and will miss him unquestionably. We all will. It's going to be very, very strange looking at the New Orleans Saints sideline in 2022 and not seeing the ominous figure and domineering figure of Sean Payton. But it's a new normal, and everything changes. We'll take a timeout here. When we return, following a brief timeout, we will speculate on the next future coach of the New Orleans Saints, Ken Trahan. It's all access for a Wednesday night. Back in just a moment here on 1061 FM Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. Orleans Country, 106.1 Nash Icon is once again your home for New Orleans Privateers basketball. Tune in to Jude Young for all the action as UNO takes on top-rated college basketball teams, including local rivals and Southland Conference foes in their quest to win championships and return to the NCAA tournament. All season long, set sail with the UNO Privateers on New Orleans Country, 106.1 Nash Icon. Eric was way behind on his taxes. I owed a lot of money to the IRS, almost $15,000. I tried to make payments. The IRS wasn't satisfied with Eric's efforts, so they came after him full force. They're coming to put a lien and a hold on all my income, my home, my car. I was just overwhelmed at what to do. Then Eric called Optima Tax Relief. When Optima Tax got involved, the calls would stop, the threats would stop. It was easy like, uh, one, two, three. Optima Tax Relief is A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau, and their team of expert tax professionals took care of Eric's problem. I owe 15000 and now my debt is clean. I don't owe anything. Take Eric's advice. If you have a tax problem, you need to call Optima Tax now. Call Optima Tax Relief for a free consultation. Call 800-845-8122. 800-845-8122. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Attention, this is a special message for all Louisiana homeowners. Have you filed an insurance claim for Hurricane Ida damage yet? If you haven't received what you think you're entitled to, call the law firm of McClenny, Mosley & Associates now at 800-292-2972. Filing an insurance claim can be a confusing and time-consuming process, and you face the real possibility of being underpaid or possibly even having your claim denied. Do you have water damage, smoke damage, wind damage, fire damage, or any other structural damage due to a storm? McClenny and Mosley can help you get paid what your claim is worth. There are no fees charged unless we collect for you. No claims are too large and no claims are too small. You wouldn't go to court without an attorney, so why take on the insurance company without an expert? Call 800-292-2972 now and let McClenny and Mosley get to work for you to collect the funds you deserve to get your property back to normal. Call 800-292-2972. If you think that you haven't received what you're entitled to for your Hurricane Ida claim, call 800-292-2972 right now. Susan, it's so great to finally be able to get together again. Oh, it sure is. And I really appreciate you picking up the bill. I'm happy to. I've got the extra cash. Since we've all been driving so much more again, I've been using GetUpside, the free gas app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the GetUpside app? Yes, up to 25 cents a gallon. Cash back every time I buy gas. Does that actually add up to anything? Some months I make 200 to 300 bucks. 
Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free GetUpside app now. Download the free GetUpside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to 25 cents a gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code TIME for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to 50 cents a gallon on your next fill-up. You can cash out anytime to PayPal or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TIME for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code TIME. If you ever have any problems with your air conditioner heating system, you want someone who will be there to help right away. Take it from me, Eric Asher. When it comes to repair, there's no one I trust more than my friends at Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating. Burkhardt provides emergency repairs for any brand of cooling and heating system, and you can call them anytime. The team has years of experience, and they know how to get you up and running fast. So when you need help with your AC or heating system, you want someone who will be there right away. Visit Burkhardt at acpromise.com, acpromise.com, and tell them Eric sent you. Tackle your worst cold and flu symptoms with Max Strength NyQuil Severe. The nighttime sniffling, sneezing, coughing, sore throat, stuffy head, aching fever, best sleep with a cold, medicine. Use as directed. Find it in the cold and flu aisle at a Walmart near you. This report is sponsored by Jackson Hewitt. Get your biggest refund guaranteed. Jackson Hewitt tax pros will help find thousands worth of new tax credits so you get every dollar you deserve. So why wait? Schedule an appointment with one of their tax pros and learn more at jacksonhewitt.com. I'm Ken Trahan. Welcome to your daily sports report presented by CrescentCitySports.com. The search for a new head coach of the New Orleans Saints for the first time since 2006 has begun. Sean Payton made the rumors official resigning as head coach of the Saints Tuesday. In a press conference lasting an hour and a half, Payton was transparent, funny, and refreshing, saying he does not plan to coach this season and adding he doesn't know what he's going to be doing. While admitting he has interest in television, Payton says he doesn't currently have an offer to work in that industry. Payton retires easily as the winningest coach in franchise history with a Super Bowl win, three NFC Championship game appearances and nine playoff appearances. The search for a new head coach starts in the building where defensive coordinator Dennis Allen is a former NFL head coach and has done an excellent job. He's popular with ownership, management, and players. Allen coaches the team in Peyton's absence, by the way, in a win over Tampa Bay. Playing the second of a back-to-back, New Orleans Falcons played hard, competed well, but fell short in a 117-107 loss at Philadelphia Tuesday night. Nikhil Alexander-Walker, 31 points. Willie Hernan Gomez, 29 points. Former Red Sox star David Ortiz, the only person elected to the Baseball Hall of Fame. And off the Australian Open, Americans Danielle Collins and Madison keys are in the semifinals. For these stories and more, visit CrescentCitySports.com. Have a blessed day and be a good sport. For CrescentCitySports.com, I'm Ken Trahan. Now's the time. What's on your mind? Time to express your thoughts by calling Ken Trahan of CrescentCitySports.com and all access on 1061 Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. Call 504-260-1061. Welcome back to the show. Ken Trahan with you. And of course, the conversation and the attention now shifts to who's next. And I'm not talking about the great album, which had incredible classics on it. Won't get fooled again. Baba O'Reilly, right? Behind Blue Eyes, Bargain. The song is over. You think I know my music? I know me some who, all right? And oh, by the way, it was the who that performed at halftime of Super Bowl 44 and the Saints' victory. So the who will always be tied to the Saints. So therefore, posing the question, who's next has double meaning, right? Always applicable to the Saints. Love me some New Orleans Saints, right? Love me some who. There you go. Always love the who. And of course, being born and raised in New Orleans, have always loved the New Orleans Saints and wanted to see them win. Just because we're doing a job and have this job to do in the industry, to analyze and, and be fair-minded, doesn't mean we're not 
pulling for this team and are fans of this team. I can assure you that that's the case from my perspective. So we look forward to seeing where the Saints are. First of all, Sean Payton, as Les East wrote at CrescentCitySports.com, he left the Saints in a much better place than where he found them. And that's the best thing anyone can say about any job he or she partakes. And on a personal level, I'm incredibly grateful to Sean Payton from the Saints Hall of Fame perspective, which most of you know I run the Saints Hall of Fame and have since its inception. And Sean Payton embraced that entity fully in awesome fashion. He wanted a private tour of the museum when we were in Rivertown, Kenner. When he got the job in 2006, we brought him and his staff in. They reviewed everything. They saw the history. They talked about everybody. And then he asked me about what they could do better to better relations with alumni. And he got on it right away because he cares deeply about the history of the game. And he's invested deeply in the former players of the game. And he was always terrific. He ramped up our Saints Hall of Fame events by participating in them and sponsoring them. Our annual golf tournament, not only did he play every year, but he brought current players and made sure they came. Helped with prizes. Let us market him and players to be there. Did press conferences for us with our Saints Hall of Fame induction classes. Always terrific in that realm as well. Supporting our galas and induction luncheons. He was great. And the former players, look, he just really appreciated them. He tells stories to them, about them, because he's a historian of the game and a guy that always appreciated what they were able to do. And I always share the story about Tom Dempsey. That day when Sean was at the museum, he asked me about Tom Dempsey. He said, you know Tom? I said, very well, good friend. Bless his soul now. He said, do you know how to reach him? I said, I certainly do. Well, Coach Payton got in touch with Tom Dempsey. They saw each other at the museum. They became friends. And Sean then told the story to me and ultimately to others via podcast, but he told it to me first and told Tom the story first. That when Sean was like nine years old and he was at a Philadelphia Eagles training camp, Sean and many of the fans would gather near the gate where players and coaches were entering and leaving the field. Well, if you got by the gate and got close enough when they left the field, you could make contact with them and you hope to get an autograph or a picture. Well, Peyton would do that with his father and he got into position at one of those practices where coming off the field, he was able to get close enough to players. Player one, player two, they just continued on. But then came Tom Dempsey. Tom Dempsey stopped. Tom Dempsey signed an autograph for Coach Payton. Tom Dempsey talked to him, was encouraging. And it left an indelible impression on the nine-year-old, young Sean Payton. Fast forward to 2006 when he arrives in New Orleans and he's at the museum and he's telling me the story and then subsequently tells Tom the story and then, of course, shares the fact that he still has the autograph from that encounter. It was pretty special. So they became friends, stayed friends. Sean would inevitably ask me at times how Tom was doing. And when Tom, of course, unfortunately got Alzheimer's, Sean wanted to contact him. And I told him he probably won't recognize you or know you, but here's the way to do it through his lovely wife, Carlene. And then when Tom, of course, got sick and COVID, 
and passed away. Coach Payton was very demonstrative in his comments about Tom and how much he appreciated him. But I say all that because he really does care about the history of the game. And he cares about the former players. And they were very appreciative. And he's reached out to them. And every year with the Saints Hall of Fame, when we would have our yearly events and our induction, he would invite the inductees, along with alumni, to the Saints facility to their Saturday morning practice slash walkthrough. He would introduce the inductees to the team, tell them about their accomplishments, let them take a snap, let them throw a pass or catch a ball with the current players watching it all. Then he would sit down and feed them. And oh, by the way, he would also invite alumni who were in town for that Saints Hall of Fame weekend to come to those events as well. Pretty special. And it's something I will always appreciate. And I'm deeply thankful for what he has done in that regard over the years. We really couldn't have pulled off so much of what we pulled off with the Saints Hall of Fame without him. So on a personal level, thank you, Sean Payton. I'm very grateful to this entire scenario. So where do you go with head coaches now? Of the names you can mention, Byron Leftwich looks like he's going to go to Jacksonville, right? Where he once played. So you might take him off the list. Dennis Allen, you know, I mean, he would be the top guy on the list. The Bears moved on with another general manager who will hire his own coach. So the hot news about Allen in Chicago has certainly been tamped down. But here in New Orleans, it gets back to what I said prior to the break. If it isn't broken, don't fix it. I don't think it's broken here. Dennis Allen has been a head coach in the NFL. Clearly, that's an advantage. No, it didn't go well with the Raiders. But the Raiders were a poor organization with poor players at the time. I don't think anything holds that against Allen. He's had two stints with the Saints. He's Sean Payne's most trusted assistant. He's an excellent defensive coordinator. He understands the landscape. He has the relationships in the building with the owner, with the administration, and most importantly with his players who obviously like and respect him. So there's that aspect of it as well. Previous experience as a head coach, continuity with an organization that's been very good, and the respect of everyone in the building, which is why he has to be considered the favorite to get the job. Who are others? Well, Dan Campbell's only been in Detroit for one year. Chances are, you know, you're not going to get him back because you'd have to trade assets to get him, so I don't think that will happen. Timing was bad for Dan Campbell. If it had been a year later, he might have been the guy. He was highly regarded, was assistant head coach and tight ends coach under Coach Payton. And he's passionate, and people respect him, even though Detroit's record wasn't any good. I think everybody feels he's going to be good. Aaron Glenn, he went to Detroit with Campbell, was the secondary coach under Coach Payton in New Orleans, Defensive coordinator in Detroit, so he made that big step up. And he's interviewed for the vacant head coaching job in Denver already this year. So he's part of the cycle, and I think he gets very serious consideration. Not just because of the Rooney rule. I don't think he's token at all. I think he's real. I think the Saints organization respects and likes him and understands that he was good, and Coach Payton certainly does. Speaking of the Coach Payton tree, Joe Lombardi, You're talking about a guy that served as quarterbacks coach with the Saints and then became a coordinator most recently with the Los Angeles Chargers. And by the way, you saw what their offense was this past year. Awfully good and helping develop Justin Herbert. 
Lombardi's interviewed for the vacant head Houston Texans head coaching position. We all know about his grandfather, Vince Lombardi. Joe Lombardi would seem to have a head coaching future in the NFL. Doug Marone, a former coach with Sean Payton in New Orleans, where he was offensive coordinator, offensive line coach. Payton's first three teams with the Saints became a head coach in Buffalo for two years and then a head coach in Jacksonville for four years. And he guided the Bills to their first winning season in a decade, and he guided the Jaguars to an AFC championship game. So he's got skins on the wall. He has ties to the Saints, ties to Peyton, and to Mickey Loomis for that matter. Bill O'Brien was successful as a head coach in Houston, obviously. Went south, but he's had success there. Now coaching and calling plays for Nick Saban at Alabama. Guy with experience, low-key, solid, would bring his own perspective to it. Certainly cannot dismiss him. Bottom line is, you know, you got an interesting dynamic there. Jim Harbaugh coached an NFL team to a Super Bowl, 49ers. Is rumored to be interested in getting back to the NFL. Some have linked him to the Bears and Raiders head coaching openings. He's at Michigan right now. And as mentioned, he's won on the NFL level and gotten to a Super Bowl. Nathaniel Hackett. If you're looking for that next young offensive guru, so to speak, this could be your guy. He's 42. Packers have been very good offensively. And, of course, his quarterback in Green Bay is Aaron Rodgers. Total outlier, but would he be able to pull Rodgers along with him? Eric Bieniemy, born in New Orleans, been mentioned for several head coaching jobs over the past several years, but he's yet to land one, even though he's interviewed. Chiefs, of course, are an NFL elite team in all phases, but certainly offensively. With Patrick Mahomes, you watch the play calling. It's creative. It's fun to watch. And obviously, he's a New Orleans native. And I think he'd be a popular hire. And is certainly deserving of very serious consideration for the position. Doug Peterson. Well, what's not to like about a guy that spent quite a bit of time in Louisiana? where he was at University of Louisiana Monroe. And that was as a student athlete, but then he was the former head coach at Calvary Baptist in Shreveport for four seasons, where I met him, extremely nice guy. Then went on to Philadelphia as an assistant, then a head coach after Andy Reid left and won a Super Bowl in 2018 becoming the fourth person to win a Super Bowl as a player when he was with the Packers and as a head coach when he was with the Eagles, had a winning season and had a winning record overall with the Eagles, but they fired him after the 2020 season. He's interviewed with the Bears, Vikings, and Broncos, so obviously he's well thought of. So there's that. Those guys, I think, are all certainly names that could be applied to this job. If you want to go pie in the sky, off the charts, Nick Saban, right? Make him an offer he can't refuse. There's the temptation to do that one more thing in his career there that he hasn't been able to do, which is to 
coach an NFL team to a championship. He's done everything else. You make the argument, what else can you do at Alabama? It's a valid argument. At his age, would he consider one more go at the NFL? Sabotaged in Miami by the whole Breeze situation. He wasn't bad in Miami. And he didn't get fired in Miami. He just decided to go back to college because Alabama was an elite job, the elite of the elite. And he's proven that that is that kind of job based upon what he's accomplished. So why wouldn't you consider throwing money at him? I mean, look, you got 15 to $20 million a year. Hey, you might be able to get your guy. Just thinking out loud about that situation because he's that kind of guy and he's been that good. And I do think he could translate to the NFL, unlike most college coaches. So in the final analysis, what's going to happen? I think they're going to interview a few guys on this list, maybe one or two others, but that ultimately they're going to promote Dennis Allen. I mean, that's just where I'm at with this, what I feel is going to happen. I don't know this. I don't have any firsthand knowledge, uh, but I'm just saying from my perspective, based upon what I'm looking at, based upon continuity, based upon the fact that you've got an organization that's won consistently, that isn't broken, and that won this past season with no offense, with a ton of injuries, that this is not a bad situation. Yes, you have cap issues that must be managed. More importantly, you've got a hit in the draft because 2017 was a phenomenal draft. Not so much the drafts after that. So... The draft's important. Being creative in free agency is important. But the cap issues, it's going to take creativity. And it's not going to be easy. But the opportunity is there to improve a team. And the focus has to be on the offense. You probably need to address tight end. Even if you think Adam Troutman can play, you need somebody else. They really don't have it. Jawan Johnson is a hybrid player, but not a tight end per se. You need a wide receiver. Whether Michael Thomas comes back or not, and he's tweeting nice things about Sean Payton for whatever that's worth, and he's under contract to the Saints, so if he comes back and plays, it's with the Saints, but is he going to want to stay here, and how good is he going to be? But even if he does, and he's good, you still need another dude. You really do. Deontay's a kick returner who can get deep as a receiver but can't play a lot of snaps. In that regard, Callaway's an NFL receiver and can be a solid player as a three on your team. Little Jordan Humphrey, maybe you keep him. If I were them, I wouldn't pay Traquan Smith, and there's nobody else, really. So you need help at receiver. Offensive line, you need help at guard. Cesar Ruiz may not be the answer. Andrus Pete is hurt all the time. And then you got to make a decision about Armstead. Because if you don't bring him back, then you need a tackle. Unless you think Landon Young or Hurst, James Hurst can be that guy. So there's all of those entities, and I didn't even mention quarterback, where they could be shopping. So everything needs to be focused on the offense. Continuity is important, and I do think the answer to that is Dennis Allen. We'll see if that's the direction the Saints go in. We'll take a time out here. When we return, New Orleans Pelicans. We'll touch on them, where they're at, where they're going as we continue with all access for 
Hey, Wednesday night, Kent Trahan on 106.1 FM Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. If you have unfiled taxes or are in debt to the IRS, this is important news. The IRS just rolled out a new program to help struggling taxpayers more easily resolve their tax problems. It's called the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, and it opens up powerful new options for people looking to get back on the right track with the IRS. And no one knows this program like the professionals at Optima Tax Relief, America's most trusted tax resolution company. They've resolved over $1 billion in tax debt for their clients and have the expertise and experience to help you. One easy call to Optima can start the process, helping to put an end to your worries of wage garnishment, asset seizure, and other aggressive IRS actions. Make today the beginning of your fresh start with the IRS. Call the experts at Optima Tax Relief now for your free confidential consultation. Call 800-845-8122. 800-845-8122. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. The following ad is paid for by McClenny Mosley & Associates, 1820 St. Charles Avenue, Suite 110, New Orleans, Louisiana, 70130. Attention homeowners with homeowners insurance. If your home was damaged by the recent Hurricane Ida, you may qualify for additional compensation. Was your home damaged by Hurricane Ida? Are you concerned you were cheated or underpaid by your insurance company? If so, it's not too late to receive the compensation you deserve. In August 2021, much of Louisiana was devastated by a violent hurricane, leaving destruction in its path. Insurance companies often underpay and purposely undervalue claims for weather damage to homes, leaving you to pick up the pieces. You may be entitled to significant compensation and bad faith damages. Know your rights. Call McClenny Mosley & Associates. We have the experience needed to fight insurance companies for the value you deserve. Call now for a free evaluation of your claim. Please call 800-824-9522. That is 800-824-9522. Sponsored by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your car, home, motorcycle, commercial, auto, and more. All your protection in one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. This report is sponsored by Discover. If you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company. And that's why Discover matches all of the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Discover. Exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. This is Josh Danzig with Where You At Magazine and the newly relaunched WhereYouAt.com with your weekend picks for 1061 Nash Icon. This Saturday, head out to the fairgrounds for the exotic animal races. The fun starts at noon with zebras, camels, and much more. Or head to the convention center. It's the Oddities and Curiosities Expo, featuring taxidermy, original artwork, and more. For more info on what to do this weekend, log on to the newly relaunched whereyat.com and click on the community calendar. And be sure to pick up the new issue of Whereyat Magazine in locations all over town. Cumulus New Orleans, incredible service and excellent results. New Orleans is always number one with Cumulus Radio and Digital. This is where you get all access. Not just the focus on one or two topics. All sports are on the table with your calls at all times. Join us now by calling 260-1061. Now back to Ken Trahan on 1061 Nash Icon through CrescentCitySports.com and at NashFM1061.com. Welcome back to the show here on this Wednesday evening. Ken Trahan with you. And 
We've been talking all about the Saints, obviously, and for obvious reasons with Sean Payton, but the New Orleans Pelicans continue to marshal on. I thought they played inspired basketball, played very strong last night in a loss at Philadelphia, 117 to 107, tied for three quarters, led for a half, and they were missing, of course, Brandon Ingram, which obviously made the situation tough. Jonas Valanciunas didn't play, and here they were in a chance on the road to beat a pretty good team. Joel Embiid's been unbelievable. If he's not the MVP, uh, well, it only takes one or two fingers to count the others because he's been that good for Philadelphia. He's on an incredible tear right now and so impressive. But that's the kind of talent that Joel Embiid is, and he has been for quite some time. But 117-107 last night. And, you know, one of the things you have to be impressed with is Willie Hernan Gomez. Hernan Gomez sits, doesn't play for several games in succession. And then because Valanciunas is out, Hernan Gomez steps in, starts, plays 30 minutes, goes 11 of 15 from the field for 29 points with 10 rebounds and a block shot and an assist and only two turnovers. What an impressive performance. Jackson A's off the bench, 15 points with five boards. So you look at the center position last night, the Pelicans got 44 points and 15 rebounds out of that spot, which is why they had a chance in the game. Unfortunately, Garrett Temple, who was coming off a good game, did not contribute much, two points in 25 minutes. Jose Alvarado got a start because of the injuries, and he scored 11 because Devontae Graham was out as well. So no Ingram, no Valanchunas, no Graham, and here they were competing like crazy. Then there's Nikhil Alexander-Walker, who's just kind of a, a hard player to figure out and somewhat maddening when you think about what he can do and what he does and sometimes doesn't do. Last night, 31 points for Nikhil, five assists, only one turnover, and he had four boards. And he was 11 of 22 from the field, five of nine from beyond the arc. Just a beautifully splendid performance in that game for Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Just special for him to do that. And obviously... You know, this guy gave him a chance in the game last night. You had to give him a lot of credit for what he was able to accomplish. Najee Marshall returned to the floor because of the injuries. He hadn't seen much of him. 22 minutes, scored four points. Tomas Sadoransky back on the floor. Haven't seen much of him in quite some time. 19 minutes, and he really didn't give them much. He had no points, but he did have five assists. So you got to give him that because that's obviously something he's called upon to contribute. Pelicans lost the battle of the boards 44-39. Like the fact that, you know, they limited the turnovers to less than 10, which was pretty good. So that part was good. You know, they competed well, like I said, but they just got beat by a team that's got a guy playing out of his mind. Joel Embiid, 42 points, 14 rebounds, four block shots, four assists. He was 18 of 20. From the free throw line. 18 of 20. A lot of teams don't shoot 20 free throws as a team in a game. And this guy shot 20 overall in this game, which is crazy. I mean, again, it illustrates just how hard he is to guard, how effective he is, how big he is, but he can take his game out on the floor. Just really, really tough guy. Goes without saying. 
very, very productive player. And like I said, I think he's a prime candidate for MVP honors in the NBA this year when you look at the fact that the Sixers are without Ben Simmons, the Sixers are still in the race in the East in solid shape, and it's all because of Embiid, who's just been out of sight. Pelicans are back in action on Friday night. They've got a back-to-back. On Friday night, they've got the Denver Nuggets at Smoothie King Center. Denver, with all their injury problems this year, struggled early on, but now they're 25 and 21 and playing much better. And then, of course, on Saturday night, the Pelicans get Boston. Lost at Boston recently. Denver, of course, you know, you know all about Denver. They're all about a great center, Jokic. And you got to somehow make others beat you or at least let him get his and make sure nobody else beats you. But it's a tough schedule because you've got three games and four nights. Denver in New Orleans on Friday. Boston in New Orleans on Saturday. Then one day off and on to Cleveland on Monday and then at Detroit on Tuesday. So that's a brutal schedule coming up. Four games in five nights really tests your overall depth, which obviously has been a real issue for this basketball team this year. So we can only hope that the Pelicans can find a way to navigate this very challenging schedule because it is a very difficult one to get through. And of course, when you're continuing to talk about the NBA playoffs and what of the Pelicans, what can happen. Well, again, if you look at the Western Conference right now, Phoenix has been out of sight. On top by three over Golden State, who's back on track. Phoenix has won seven straight. Golden State went through a rough patch, but now they won three in a row, and they're three behind the Suns. Memphis, the big surprise team this year, is third in the West, six and a half out of first. Utah, fourth. They've scuffled of late, and they've dropped behind the Grizz in that fourth spot. Dallas, up to fifth. They've been playing very well until they lost last night, but they're in the five spot. Denver in the sixth spot. Minnesota, In the seventh spot, the Lakers got a big one at Brooklyn last night with the return of Anthony Davis. Mr. Glasshouse was back and definitely made a difference with him being on the floor. LeBron James had a big game. They won at Brooklyn. Nets were disappointed, not happy. You kind of wonder about that whole situation, and you wonder about their psyche, and you wonder about their makeup, and you wonder about their relationships with each other because of the whole Kyrie Irving situation, which continues to perpetuate itself with him playing only road games. The Clippers are in the nine spot. They're 24 and 25. Portland is in the final play-in spot at 20 and 27. New Orleans is currently 11th, one spot out of the place you need to be. 18 and 29. The Pelicans are two games behind Portland for that 10th and final play-in spot. But now the gap to ninth has grown large. It's actually five games. It's the Clippers who the Pelicans have handled, but they're five games behind them now. I don't think they're going to catch the Lakers with Anthony Davis healthy. The Lakers are going to take off, and they're going to win games. I don't think there's any doubt about that. So right now, the goal is that 10 spot. The target is Portland, and the difference is two games. Of course, right behind you, San Antonio is only a half game behind. Sacramento is only one game behind. So you've got to look ahead, but you've got to look behind too because, again, you're going to have to deal with all these teams in terms of being able to get to that play-in spot, which is pretty much the goal to get to 10. That's where it is 
where the Pelicans are concerned. Herb Jones continues to be solid as a rock. Unfortunately, Trey Murphy, COVID protocols out right now. So even if you were considering playing him and putting him on the floor, you couldn't do it right now. So that's something that needs to be seen, something that needs to be determined. Stay tuned. We'll see what ends up happening in that situation because it's going to be difficult uh, to be able to get him minutes, obviously, until he's totally healthy. And even then, are they going to give him minutes? I don't know that that's going to happen, but we'll certainly see uh, what the determination is on that because he's obviously a guy that you'd like to see more of and a guy that you drafted and invested in. And with all due respect to the minutes being given to the likes of Garrett Temple and Tomas Sadoransky, you'd like to see this guy in there. And even Alvarado, who's done a good job, you'd still like to see Trey Murphy get his opportunity on the floor. Eastern divisions really turned upside down. Miami is now in the one spot. Who would have thought that? They're a half game ahead of Chicago, who slipped, and one game ahead of Brooklyn and Milwaukee, and only a game and a half ahead of Cleveland, and only two games ahead of Philadelphia. So you got six teams within two games of the top spot. What a job being done in Cleveland. What a job being done in Philadelphia by Rivers. The Bulls, obviously, Donovan's done a good job. Injuries have caught up with them a bit. But still, if I had to pick it in the East, I'd pick Milwaukee, to repeat. I just think they're the best team overall. And if they play to their capability and keep their players on the floor, I think they are still the team to beat in the Eastern Conference. And I certainly think Phoenix is the team to beat in the Western Conference, which, of course, would mean you'd have a rematch in a championship series. There you have it. 260-1061, back with a final segment in just a moment here on a Wednesday night. Ken Trahan, Rudy Dixon, our producer on 1061 FM Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. We're planning a trip to Spain later this year. But our Spanish is... It's pretty bad. So we're using Babbel. Babbel's conversation-based method teaches you real-life words and phrases. And with Babbel's interactive bite-sized lessons, you'll remember what you learned. There's no easier way to learn another language. Ahora hablamos español. He just said, now we speak Spanish. Babbel, language for life. Now try Babbel for free. Just go to Babbel.com. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. It's Macy's big home sale. Stock up on fresh sheets and bedding from Charter Club Damask Designs, 40% off. Or shop specials like 40% off air fryers from Bella, Crux, and more. And the spacious five-piece Radley sectional for $21.99. Plus, Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift cards, services, and fees. Sign up today at Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. For details on our two-month subscription offer. Ladies, lose weight, improve your health, and eat great with Nutrisystem. Get our new premium meals with up to 30 grams of protein. They're big and filling and taste delicious. Plus, try our new restaurant faves that taste like your favorite restaurant, portioned with half the calories. Beef and bean burritos, toasted ravioli, sesame beef, and broccoli. Easy to prepare and made in minutes. The secret? Advanced nutritional science that helps keep your blood sugar levels steady and you 
losing weight. With Nutrisystem, you get your breakfasts, lunches, dinners, and snacks all delivered right to your door. Just go to Nutrisystem.com slash goals right now and get 50% off. You heard me right. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash goals right now and get 50% off all plans. Don't wait. This special offer will not last long. Just go to Nutrisystem.com slash goals right now and get 50% off. Go to Nutrisystem.com slash goals. Attention. This is a special message for all Louisiana homeowners. Have you filed an insurance claim for Hurricane Ida damage yet? If you haven't received what you think you're entitled to, call the law firm of McClenney, Mosley & Associates now at 800-292-2972. Filing an insurance claim can be a confusing and time-consuming process.